We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we have Anthony DeMauro, the CEO and founder of Gamatica. We'll be discussing esports and gaming, SEO, and social media marketing. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as all the information is for educational purposes only. So in addition to founding Gamatica, he's also the CEO and president of Elite Rank Media, which is an internet and social media marketing and SEO company, as well as the president and CEO of SportsRant. He has worked with the Dish Network, Forbes, Overstock, Vistaprint, Golf Channel, Guitar World, and many others. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me in that incredible introduction. I don't think I could have uh, done it better myself, so I appreciate that. My pleasure. So, you know, LinkedIn definitely gave me some inspiration, <laughs> so I can't take full credit for it, but, you know. It's good to be wordy on LinkedIn then, I suppose. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, so to discuss, you know, let's talk about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the game you played and how'd you get involved in the esports and gaming business? Well, um, gaming's always been something I grew up with. I think the games that, you know, everybody was an 80s kid. So Nintendo, the original NES system always was, you know, love. And then I graduated to the Sega Genesis and I'm probably one of those few out there who are old enough to remember Sega Channel. And when I saw that, I just, the games were crud on there. There wasn't a lot of great options. Aladdin was great. It was, but I, <laughs> there would be like Dick Tracy, which was a horrible game. And then there was like games like, um, I think, oh, oh Jam and Earl was great. Yeah, but they would be like really intermittent on there. The only thing, when you have a library of like 20, 30, maybe 50 games, and that's the only thing there, you're kind of looking at it like, oh, this library kind of, kind of lacks. But I think that was our first venture into like looking in the future of online gaming. So from there, um, I got into like PlayStation and I was an Xbox guy for a long time, main that. And then I got into PlayStation and, you know, games like Borderlands, Destiny, uh, Gears of War, the first one. I would also say like, um, you know, um, uh, what is it? Red Dead Redemption was huge for me. I love those games. And then Unreal Tournament 4 just catapulted me into a new um, feeling of appreciation and love of gaming. So, you know, content creation kind of came after that. Not by me. It was more towards my wife getting into content creation, and that led me into the industry of you know gaming, content creation, and the sub industries such as like esports and so on and so forth. Amazing. So, tell us about your current work with Gamatico. What is the company? Why did you create it? And, you know, how does it help creators? 
Great question, and there's a lot to it. So when I I'm coming up now, I'm looking at the calendar here. Uh, October first will be four years since we initially launched Gamactica uh, during its first uh, pretty much instance. Uh, we were completely geared to Twitch streamers. That was it. I just wanted to help Twitch streamers and just create a little, little place, mainly for my wife's content creation venture, which you know didn't last too too long. But you know what I I uh, you know as you would too, when you look at an industry, just based on your background, yours is in law, mine's in SEO, you kind of by proxy look at everything in that sort of lens and perspective. So, you know, you look at something, I think in your end, you're like, oh, legally, let me look, let me nitpick this, no matter what it is, it's just how you're trained. And for me, looking at it, I was just like, oh, SEO, man, it must be huge in this because digital marketing has been so prominent and, you know, resourceful and impactful for past de- two decades has to be here and it wasn't and i'm like okay oh, okay and then i'm like well it's got to be in video games and it isn't and i looked at esports and it isn't and i'm like well, why that why is that so getting into the content creation sphere on gamactica like i said it was just originally supposed to be like an embed thing you know with you know content creators that my wife streamed with or i streamed with and we just kind of like wanted to do it like that be a little different and that's when uh, about six seven months in i started the initial idea of listing creators and giving a little seo impact more as just like a geeky little experiment on my end so that was the first rollout of the stream directory i said to myself at the time i was like you know what i don't want to be directory heavy you know i had you mentioned sports rants as a background and I learned so much from sports brands, mainly what everything costs. So I wanted to be really careful with how I spent money on something that was an experiment like Gamaxica. I had no purpose for it. I just wanted to do it. So the directories, I saw stream directory and I, you know, just the feedback I got and just, you know, really being able on the front end for a creator to tell me what their channel's about, uh, who they are as a creator, and then tie that into SEO was kind of fun. And then lo and behold three four months later i'm seeing these seo results come in and yeah a little bit i was surprised because i just didn't yeah i'm very confident in my abilities but there's a certain process in seo that you're just kind of used to because it's super competitive um it just hit and then i started seeing layers and layers on top of that and then that's where we branched out more of the stream directory and then we started building out other directories perhaps in the past year and a half and that's where we have esports, and then we have game developers and studios, and then we have other areas and you know uh, TikTok influencers, and we just horror content creators, sports content creators, so on and so forth. And in each of these niches and these sub industries, the SEO is just not prominent, and the brands that say they do it, oh, uh, I mean, honestly, from my perspective, and it can seem a little like I'm biased here, but from being in it as long as I have. I know when people just throw a page up just for the sake of throwing a page up and saying they do something to be in the conversation with no real purpose behind it. And I wanted to be a purposeful uh, resource for that. So it kind of furthered along the SEO. We're we're globally now in over 30 countries. Um, How we help creators is ideally we just want to blend social media and a you know before you and I went on the uh, on the air and even at the front end of this we discussed LinkedIn a little bit. There is a like a, a an expectation when you go to LinkedIn that it's very professional, and you kind of have to come there with a certain conduct uh, that doesn't necessarily exist on platforms like Twitter or Facebook. 
And I kind of want to bring that into the social space in these industries, create a space where businesses, creators, and even viewers and audiences can kind of coincide and collaborate and you know engage with one another. And then provide like directory sounds like such an old term to me. And just this week I started referring to it. No, this is an actual search engine. So I wanted to create these sub search engines where people can actually discover the content they want. And how that helps creators is, you know, I say this in almost every article or podcast interview I ever do. It's just like a 330 rule I like to refer to. And it's just like you can have 300 people in a room who are just there. And you just happen to be there. Or you can have 30 people in there who are there specifically for your type of content, specifically to watch that content. And your conversion rate is much higher in the room of 30 people because I think it's more more practical or more realistic to And more valuable. Those 30 people valuable. that are looking yep. for your content are going to exactly. become the true fan concept that I think they told in music. Yeah. And that's kind of the thinking here. And I think also what levels the playing field. I mean, there's a lot of challenges, and I think you know this a little bit more than I do, but lack of diversity in esports and gaming and just the business side of things and inclusivity. And I think a lot of this can be helped, not solved, but helped by providing more discoverability of that value to creators on a broad scale and help them help creators help audiences find the content and the creators they really want to watch and that's where we provide the value and you know over the past month month and a half we've announced that our intentions are to create a live streaming and content creation side to our platform and marry these elements together and you know we've seen a whole bunch of competitors and platforms pop up well we're gonna go after twitch we're gonna go after youtube we just want to make a better space i honestly don't understand the competitive landscape and bringing down these titans like that it's just not realistic let's, let's be honest here but it doesn't mean i can't be in the same sentence as them or provide a true value or scale or growth we're seeing all these issues behind monetization and i just think it's very easy to fix um when you're starting out and it's completely difficult for these large platforms to do at this stage in the game. Um, so th- I kind of just gave you a long winded answer on that, but I hope I, I hope I answered your question. Well, no, that was great. And, you know, there's a lot to unpack. And I think to kind of start off, why don't we kind of, you know, for those unfamiliar, kind of explain what, you know, search engine optimization, you know, SEO, you know, how does it benefit a website or content? You know, what are some misconceptions about it? What's kind of set the stage a little bit for those people out there? Perfect. Yeah, I think SEO falls into the bracket of a bigger umbrella of internet marketing. So digital marketing is another term for it. So, you know, under this umbrella, you have search engine optimization, which essentially helps. So the way it would traditionally works, and I've been in it since 2006, is a client from a website would come to you and say, hey, we're selling red widgets, right? We're selling red widgets and blue widgets, and we want to rank on Google and all these search engines to drive visibility for these competitive terms so we can help land sales. That's generally how it works. So we help optimize the website and help try to rank them organically uh, and purposefully in these search engines for conversion terms that will help bring customers leads over to the website then it's on the website and this is where on-site seo comes in it's on the website to help convert it it's like getting a salesperson through the door at your shop you got to have somebody there at the front who's taking care of the customer that's your website they got to some 
lead them to the register. They have to lead them to spending there or returning in the future. And I believe these are key elements in um, everything that we're doing nowadays. Now, there may be a great question on misconceptions because this stuff drives me through a wall is people are just like, oh, well, I don't yes, you does not help. Uh, I don't see how it works. You know, TikTok's my search engine. Uh, that that's great. That TikTok's a search engine, but what's how is anything being driven outside of the platform? And that's where I think content creators and streamers they get in this bubble mentality where they exist within the bubble of the platform and think discoverability only exists within that bubble. When the opportunity. And this is where the industry struggles mightily is that mainstream audience appeal. I don't care what kind of content creator they have on their platform. There is a big issue with mainstream audience appeal and monetization. It's just a struggle, which is why platforms like Twitch and YouTube, I would say more so Twitch than YouTube because I think YouTube's a little a lot better not a little a lot better on the mainstream aspect but it's been around for a lot longer it's and i think the it's all about the dissemination of the content i think when people think about twitch and if they know about twitch so there's a huge thing right there if they think about twitch they just think somebody somebody on their video game playing video games and someone watching them but if you think about YouTube, you think, oh, that could mean a million different things. So right. you could literally learn anything on YouTube. Exactly. So it's way more for the broad scale audience, the broad scale businesses, the wide variety audiences. You really have these interest points locked in. And this is where Twitch struggles, where they, you know, uh, they really struggle getting out of that bubble. Yeah, they're known for gaming and esports, even though realistically just chatting is probably the largest and I guess the most viewership every month. Yes, 100%. So the, what drives me crazy is the creators who it, – it's it, I mean this in the most um, polite way possible, but it's frustrating to me because I feel like creators are very lazy in a lot of aspects because it takes a lot of work to be successful, and I think – and it just—it's not just in this space; it's—it's it's in other spaces, but it's really prominent here. This is what's really anchoring down the industry is that you have a lot of creators who don't want to put the hard work in in the areas that really matter, but they want to find a way to game the system because I think Twitch really kind of shot themselves in the foot, and I don't think it, it really dawned on them until now. By the way, their partnership program is set up. You got to hit these milestones of viewerships and followers and chatters and stuff like that. And I think people just got lazy hitting those. And instead of building on the quality content and doing the hard work and the labor behind the marketing aspects of it, they will go onto platforms. And I won't name any of them here, but there's been one that's been prominent over the past year that turned out to be a complete pyramid scheme. And it only benefited the people at the top. It was view churning. It was a uh, view churning. It was sub for sub, follow, follow. And you know what that does? It just hurts every creator on the platform. So I get really irritated when people are like, well, I don't understand SEO. Tell it to me. Sell it to me. Um, SEO is super expensive. And I'm sure you know this too. For example, um, ever since I started my career, either through working at a firm or on my own firm, uh, these generally pricing starts off at anywhere from one to $15,000 a month or up if you're on enterprise. That's not palpable for a content creator. So I think a lot of that too is the sticker shock. Why am I going to pay for something on a large scale that may be beneficial? And it's hard to track ROI of, of you know, SEO. It really is. You're going to get the, it, it's like, 
I think the concept about uh, I think what let me backtrack. I think the misconception in the industry is that success is views and success is follows and success is this. And I think that when you are trained to think that way, those are the numbers you look at. Whereas SEO doesn't traditionally impact views in the way that other services try to like you know, uh, cipher in yeah, like buying Spotify plays yes. gets you Spotify plays or YouTube yeah. views. Yes. But they, they don't have any real value. So SEO will put you in the, it's like being on the highway. It's a billboard. It's like, you're going to be on a highway on a billboard with other prominent brands. It's that visibility and that connectivity of seeing your brand side by side with them. And the people on that highway are interested in what your billboard says because that's what they're there for. That's why they're driving there. So I think that's one part of it. And the second part of it is just monetization. I mean, if you own a website and you own it, and you put any SEO on it, you get an email. And I've gotten millions of times. And it's like, hey, I'll give you X amount of usually it's like five, ten dollars because everyone wants to scam. I'll give you five, ten dollars to put a link on your website. Now, SEO, I'm not saying I'm using that as a comparison because there's opportunities that can come in where people want to advertise because you have some SEO value to your channel, your listing page that you're on, uh, your content in some form or fashion. And we're really just kind of streamlined into these like independent little hollow, little like really tunnel vision pathways of monetization is just a sub. Monetization is just a sub. Uh, my only value is the view number. My only value is the view number. And there's nothing else that works that doesn't hit those two points. So, um, Though that's frustrating, and but it's exciting because I'm having a lot of conversations with people, and I had um, on my podcast um, last well, a week ago. I had I uh, Michael Ashford from the Esports Awards, and he went. He did this beautiful, beautiful little segment with me on SEO and why it's so valuable and how it's helped them, and it's just not utilizing in the space and it's not the first conversation I had. So these so are how things can it help. I mean, I, I think that that's a really, you know, useful thing, you know, being able to show a really great example at a high level. Like how could it benefit? Like, does it get you more people that you see your YouTube videos or like, how does it work? It can, it can, but I never want to position it or, or um, frame it for that, for what it is. It can, certainly can, because if you have someone going in, um, for example, we're ranked really high for fitness streams. It's one of our directories. We don't have any fitness streamers on there, but let's just assume we had a hundred on there, right? Fitness streams coming in, you, you're up there and if you do the search results and you look, there's Beachbody up there, there's um, Peloton is up there, and then you have us sitting there. So we're this like weird little option and people look and be like, what's this? They'll go and then all of a sudden they get this like search engine or directory they land on and they can find based on criteria, hey, I'm looking for someone who does yoga, look for someone who does Pilates, I'm looking for weightlifting. They can come to the creator and then hey, see uh, based on filters an exact result of the content they want to see and then it's just there you go, pick and choose. So you, that puts the creator into those positions where they can win a, a more high quality viewer or more potential high quality viewer because, hey, I'm diving in this. I know what I'm going to see. I'm here for it and I'm ready to subscribe or continue to, they have to win me over. So it does benefit in that way with the views, but also in the branding. I think there is a, if you think of the highway analogy, I think there is a huge thing to be said about presentation and perception. And let's just take, um, let's just take 
esports, for example. I want to take uh, evil geniuses, right? All of a sudden, you see Gamactica next to evil geniuses, or your esports team next to evil geniuses in any format, on a website, on a billboard. You all of a sudden associate the two. Oh, they're right next to there. Who are they? They must be on that level. And then boom. So it's branding and protects your reputation. Reputation management is one of the biggest spending points in uh, internet marketing. And people, I'm telling you, if someone in your niche is, if you're not doing SEO, your competitor is probably going to do SEO and take away your business. So why give up that real estate? Why give up those opportunities? So how does that kind of work if, you know, creators may be engaging, you know, with the services or even using the website? Is it, you know, different budgets for different levels of work or is it, you know, hourly rate just this is what it is? Well, we kind of scale. Our platform is 100% free. So essentially, you can just come on there and have a profile and, you know, engage, make connections, optimize networking. So there's that. Uh, our, our directories are 100% free too. You can go on there and be listed as long as you're a member of the, the platform. These are all at no cost. Um, SEO services, as I said, are super expensive. So we understood that coming in. So let's just say you came in and you got listed in our stream directory. And you're like, hey, I want some SEO, but $1,000, I'm, I'm not in position to spend that or I don't want to. Uh, we have a $9.99 per month option. And what we do with that is we take your existing listing page and we add more SEO to it, more around your branding more prominence uh, amongst the crowd on there. Every listing page gets a level of SEO. Bar none gets a level of it. We just kick it up a notch and we double it. So it's a little bit more oomph. Now, is it going to land you number one on Google? Not at that budget. Let's just being realistic here. But it could. And if it does, I'd pat myself on the back and be like, damn, that's incredible. But likelihood, the expectation needs to be realistic. This is all about protecting your brand in search. And here's the beautiful thing too. We're ranked in over 30 countries from around the world for gaming, content creation, and streaming-related terms. So these things are going to come into factor is now all of a sudden you're going to be side-by-side a little bit bigger prominence within that arena that we're in. So we're going to funnel in this targeted traffic to the directory. We're going to put you in better position to win it. And also at the same same sense, you're going to increase brand value because now all of a sudden an advertiser can come to you and you can be like, oh, well, I have 50 views. And I'll be like, oh, oh, okay, what else do you have? Well, you know, I'm listed here and it's, you know, on Gamactica in their esports directory and they're in the top 10 for esports teams. And I'm, I use SEO too. And you just say you use SEO, a business is like, okay, they have a marketing budget. They, they understand marketing. They're going to protect our brand as well and treat our business like that. So they're going to become more attractive from a potential client or business relationship aspect. So that's how I think it comes in. Again, it's it's free, but we have this premier option that I think is just really good for for the price point. Definitely, I think it's a really interesting kind of dynamic of you know if someone's just go to just Google and search for you as a creator, like unless you're Ninja or Pokemon, there might be a lot of distortion, and you know yeah. being able to kind of set yourself apart or even direct them to the right landing point, whether it's a link tree or a website or even just you know the platform that matters most, is beneficial. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, and you know, I listen. You, you, everyone just has to start when you are just creating content that is just one element of it. There needs to be an approach of building a business, and every single business, in some form or fashion, fashion has a marketing or advertising budget, or they're just they're not they're dead in the water. Um, and once we start 
seeing that that's kind of our big mission with our platform. And this is tough because, you know, having people who don't understand it, never heard of it, or just don't connect the dot with it, um, it, it, and you don't see it in the industry, that is a big mountain to climb for us. And the fact that we have so much traction that we do and are able to tell the things that we are have and they be able to have our directories and our little search engines stand in the positions that they are is, is, is really telling on the potential impact. And this is why I see, you know, before we jumped on this, I was like, I'm really excited over the next several months to a year where this industry is going and all these issues that are popping up because it's bringing it right back to what I think uh, and I believe wholeheartedly where the industry is really going to push and thrive because what's working right now ain't working. And anyone who thinks it's going to change, it ain't going to change. It's not going to be drastically different. YouTube isn't going to go down the route of Twitch or Mixer because they have so many other different things going on. If gaming doesn't work out for them, Gaming doesn't work out for them. Twitch is in a different boat where, oh crap, if this doesn't work out, we're really going to have to shift. And they're already doing it. They already see it with their content creators. They see the problems. And it goes beyond what I'm talking about. We're going to touch on that too. But they're seeing it. They're scaling back. They're taking more money in their pocket. Um, A lot of people are pissed, but, you know, rightfully so on a lot of aspects and it, it, there's there's justifications to the argument and being upset on both sides but mixer proved it to us you had big company like microsoft bringing in the biggest content creators and streamers and, and couldn't they even make a dent nope. and that's what i say to people that bring that conversation you had earlier where it's like you have youtube owned by google and twitch owned by amazon you have two of the most powerful companies in the known universe. And then you have Microsoft again, one of these other powerhouses and they couldn't even, you know, flourish. So it's just shows you how tough it is. Yeah. It's extremely tough and it's challenging because, you know, I, I also want to like put it in perspective too. the Amazon running Twitch. They acquired the, you know, they acquired Justin TV. They acquired that. And so it was already set. And all they did with the approach, from my perspective, I don't have any insight on insider knowledge of this, but generally how it goes when there's an acquisition is they usually just do minor tweaks here and try to just funnel the most money and milk the most money out of it. That's what they're doing. So it's really a tough position to be like, all right, let's let's convince let, let Amazon step in and be like, all right, you know what? We're going to reinvent everything. Let's just shut it. It's not going to happen like that. It's not. I mean, it's if not they necessary, were, it's not worth their time to do it. That you, you hit it right there. It's not worth their time to do it because they already invested so much in it. It is a stock, right? Or it's pretty much a piece of real estate. If the house isn't, you know, able to stand and it has no market value, well, guess what? They're going to eventually move on, sell the house at whatever cost they can get and move on to something else. I mean, now you have Thursday night football on it, and I think that's pretty successful. It is, but I also think that where Twitch gets into a little bit of an issue, and I'm glad you perfect segue on this, but gets a little bit of the issue is the culture on it. And because you can bring in these mainstream audiences that you hypothetically could win over, but you're a lot of creators ruin it for them and ruin the platform and the opportunity because they're engaged in 
toxicity or harassment or some kind of like crazy hate stuff on there. And it's not to say it doesn't exist on some other things, but imagine how Amazon or even Twitch, let's keep it down to Twitch. Twitch views it. They're like, oh my God, we got this great brand deal with NFL. Now we have all their fans there with these potential sponsors and these businesses and they're in the room and then you got some rowdy drunk person over um, half naked on a stream or and I'm not I'm not denigrating any of this content. I think it all has a place, but I'm just giving an example. Or you have somebody over here cussing and saying racial stuff on another stream, or you have somebody um, you know, coordinating a uh, hate raid on somebody else to harass someone else or tearing somebody down. And you're like, what the heck am I doing here? I'm out. And I'll just watch this on TV. So there's a lot of damage that are done. And you know, I wouldn't even say, go so far to say, the numbers don't lie. There are... I, 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 the numbers change all the time, but let's just say there's like 27 million channels, whatever it is, and there's only 27,000 or 50,000 partners. That's so telling because then right there, every streamer, whether they have 5,000, 30,000 views, 100,000 views, or one view, they are eating up server resources that Twitch has to pay for. And after a while, if you don't have a lot of monetized channels on there, it's good. That costs, no matter if you're Amazon or Microsoft, and Microsoft learned it, it, it the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So I'm glad Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot going on there, obviously, with them changing the ad streaming policy and, and kind of the split on that and kind of how all that's going to evolve. So I know we yeah. kind of mentioned it briefly that, you know, you also operate sports ran. So what mm -hmm. kind of similarities did you notice between you know esports and gaming world and the sports world and some kind of differences, you know, being able to kind of operate in both? Well, uh, toxicity. I mean, sports fans are listen, I got my tough skin through working in sports journalism side of yeah, things. Like I'm a Yankee fan, so you know how I feel about the Red Sox. <laughs> Me too. So we could probably have a beer and a chat over that too. Um and but you know, it's just like when you go into, I, I think there's kind of an expectation when you get in a sports debate. There's just, it, it's going to get sideways, right? Not saying it's you know justifiable, but you just there's an expectation. Right, some guy complained playing in New York to Cleveland. I was like, excuse me, playing in New York for the Knicks is not like playing in Cleveland, good <laughs> sir. No offense to Cleveland. No, it's it's different, but like there's also I think like you know there's similarities in the fact that you know I think. Sports fans can have access to writers now that they, and athletes and teams like they never have before, so they can spout off at the mouth and say whatever they want to. Uh, it's like the Wild West. But I think creators, it's a different aspect, or even esports teams and players, because I think it's just such a big industry that is just really, even esports right now, it's still like on the growth trajectory. And streamers that I just feel like that. When they do it, it's a little different. It comes with because the sports fan at the end of the day, he's just reading your article. You know what I'm saying? It's just like he's going to go watch the game. He's going to go spout off at the mouth of what he does. But a creator is essentially someone who's on a platform, you know, trying to earn money and, and make business. And esports players representing a team or trying to land on an org or working behind the scenes. And I just see a lot of toxicity in, in between the two. Now, sports rants uh, gave me the a thick skin to handle because trust me, one of the most surprising things I thought I saw in this industry, and I've been very, very good at, at least I think, at biting my tongue when provoked and when shot at or even DMs. I've had another platform just 
never had an interaction with them. The like the these um the people in the amends that ran it just in my DMs like pretty much death threats and all telling me I should just for having Gamactica. So, you know, I've and I've been told in sports, you know, you should you don't know what you're talking about in sports, you shouldn't write. I, I and there's been instances where people will threaten you, but it's just these are people operating businesses and you know presenting themselves as business entities and professionals and there's a conduct there's so that's the big difference i see but i also think similarities are there is growth and i think where sports is a good a good um goalpost no pun intended for esports for gaming for content creation is sports somehow has a global and national and dedicated fan base that just they consume the product, they consume the content, they shop at the advertisers and the partners, and that's something that I just do not. I think right, is, I watch the Jets lose every week, week in and week out, year that, after year. That's your problem, man. You're a Jets fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. You and I are going to have very interesting conversations beyond this, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's your first problem, is the Jets. But Jets fans and Dolphins fans will get in it too, and, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, we feel very strongly about you know our friends up north in New England area, so you know, <laughs> we similar sentiments. <laughs> rightfully so but um you know that it's I, I i feel like there's just so many layers to what the industry is and what it could be and there's a lot and this is another thing too is i just to your point i think just a, a detriment to the entire industry is you kind of have everybody sitting in their own corner where like you know, esports is in one little corner, and yeah, we may work with some streamers, but eh, we're not really known for that. Or we might work with um, a content creator from TikTok, eh, we don't really mess with that. And then you have streamers over in one corner, and content creators and influencers, and it, everyone's just kind of fractured. And I think like sports is really good at bringing in brands. Like you can have Gillette razors being advertised, and then in the next sequence, see something for you know. Um, clothing line or you can see something for you know a car like a lexus commercial so that's where i think the struggling is i think the industry is so fractured even though they work together so seamlessly uh in a lot of areas and collectively could do so much but sports kind of interweaves it perfectly definitely i mean i think that there's definitely a lot of unique aspects on both and kind of figuring out how you know I feel like a lot of people kind of say like, you know, esports tries to like mimic sports in the traditional sports world. And, you know, I don't think they necessarily are apples to apples. And I think the more successful operations notice that and take into account what's unique to gaming and the esports segment in general. Yeah. I just think it's just what excites me about this stuff. Justin is it's just like, there's so much potential. It drives me mad that, you know, there's just so many issues in it that can just be, uh, there can be a collective attempt to solve it, and it's just lying flat. So we're seeing a crescendo, and you, know, you, you talked about it, you were like, hey, all these, these updates from Twitch. When a company starts making business move moves like that to adjust profit margins, and I guarantee you it's probably low for Twitch, there, that, that's an indicator there's an issue. I mean, Facebook Gaming just scaled back. 
and everyone's like, oh, they didn't do anything. Well, if, if you Google, did... if you Google SEO, some Facebook gaming, I'm sure you'll understand what's going on. Yes, <laughs> seriously. So the, you know, the money runs out, and this is after. It makes me think about what if things were implemented like this stuff prior to the boom of the pandemic, right? That gaming and streaming saw and live streaming saw. I guarantee you we would be in a much different position right now. And maybe it's good it didn't boom because there needs to be things that are done on a structural and a foundational level to really ensure their scale and there's growth. But it just is like, wow, you're in a billion dollar industry with gaming. And even during your big boom of the pandemic, you couldn't really move your needle or scale it or continue it almost two years later to where you had to scale back on this level to really, it's not an attack on the creators. I mean, creators just take it as like, oh my God, they're coming after us. They are because you're the, you're the, you're the lead generator for them. You're the sales generator. And you know what? The salesman's not hitting their commissions. What happens? You know, the company's scale. All right, wait a minute. We're going to scale your commission back a little bit. We're going to, um, you know, g- give you less opportunities here because we need to maximize our, our our ROI here. So they're just not seeing the ROI, and it, it, it's scary because, again, what's going to come up and really change the game for them? I hope it's us. Uh, but every other platform that has popped up, and I'm sure you and I can have a whole different segment and go through the the litany, the list of them that have popped up. Nobody's doing anything different. They just a reskin of Twitch. They rename a sub or they an emote or they do the same contests that everybody else does, call it different and call it a day. Nothing's being pushed forward. And that's really what's anchoring the industry so as well. Do, do you have any solutions, any things that you think yes. you, know, you would change that you know will potentially help? Well, this is what we want to do on Gabactica without pulling too much back on our veil and what we're going to do. I think the first step is you have creators apply to create content or stream on your platform and you know have them he- meet certain metrics. And people aren't going to like that off the rip, but we're going to maximize value. There's two reasons on that. Um, now, we can base, now, we can have a creator come to us and be like, I have great content, but I only get two views. And you can just see the potential and be like, nope, you just need... You just need growth. You just need an opportunity. So we're going to help you along that way, right? Or you could have a content creator come to you who just does not have great content. They have a very streamer-centric community that is just sub for sub, follow for follow, hollow, valueless views, and you don't want to mess with it. And you want professionalism. You want to limit the instances of what I talked about before, where you know you have a big uh, business brand coming in with their audience, and then they got to deal with the toxicity, the unprofessionalism, the hate stuff. And you have nope. no way to really stop it. It's just nope. too quick, too much going on. Too much, too quick. And you can never – people are like, oh, we'll, we'll solve toxicity. You can't. But I think you can limit it, and I think you can definitely put up – uh, boundaries on it. So that's one step is you vet the content coming in. So that's part one. Part two of that is it limits the costs for the platform. So where the whatever splits are, are implemented, they can work and scale because they're not dumping all their server costs on the 90% of their audience and just pull in one view. And essentially, it's so top heavy where like your large profitable streamers are having to do more of a split to Right, and that's what the CEO said in his note regarding this change was that, like, you know, realistically, all of the hundreds and thousands of people that are streaming with one to zero or two views is costing just as much as someone with hundreds of views, and it's just 
the numbers just don't work. They don't, and it's it's just if they if Amazon wasn't in a position to print money the way they are, there's no way a startup could sustain what Twitch is doing. There's no way. It's just it, it, it wouldn't make financial sense if you had investors behind it. They pull out on a board meeting immediately. Um, so there's that. Now, another way how we would we we're going to change things is merging social, right? Merging social. Well, why does this matter? When you go to Twitch and you watch a stream. I, I, everyone I've talked to in my behavior patterns, you leave when you're done. You leave. There's no reason to stay on Twitch after you're done watching the content you want to do. We want to have a social aspect where you know there's news, there's trends. Now you like can, the YouTube videos and TikTok are there too. There's streams right yes, there. Instagram. Exactly. You want to ha- and you want you know it's a great thing too. It's another element we want to do. And it's you know we have short form creators over here. We have um, VOD on YouTube. We have live streaming on Twitch. And pulling them all together to do the do one big thing and create a content port is important. But I think we've seen it with like a TikTok creator can have like 150,000 uh, followers and be super successful on short form on TikTok. But when they go to Twitch, only pull two live viewers. That that to me is not allowing diversity for a business and allowing your your creators to grow. So uh, piggybacking, create a true partnership system, and I make it with really soluble, valuable milestones. What do I mean by that? I, views are always going to be a factor into thing. You want to know that the, the, the channel and the content is um, worth watching from the consumer and the viewer um, aspect, but you know, perspective, but you also want to make it. So when they hit to a partnership, it's not just a, a split. It's, it's not a check mark. I want to frame them where it helps push them more mainstream and creates more opportunities. So it's like, I almost think like this, this is like a television show, right? You're in a pilot stage, although you're, you're running on a small local, I'm making a terrible analogy here, but I just want to like frame it like this. It's like, you're a small show that like, you know, Hey, we're doing well, we can flow we're profitable. And then when you hit partner with us, you're all of a sudden on a Netflix like level or you're on like a big network level now your content's in a different realm and ballpark that's another approach we want to do with the partnership is really hone in on partnership meaning something and being a huge opportunity rather than just the um the clout or rather than just the aesthetics of the check mark and the the vanity of it we don't want to have vanity value um so there's another thing right there and I think a lot of platforms struggle with, you know, let's just keep twitching this. I hate picking on them, but I want to have, um, I want to have an audience have a purpose there. Uh, and this is why social is going to come in is like, now you have a home for the audience to come in and now you have real opportunities because I think Twitch, it, all my friend requests are other streamers and it's they're not there to watch my content maybe they are but generally i would almost suggest that the majority of them don't watch it they're just looking for follows and stuff we need to change that landscape a little bit and make it more palpable for an audience to come there watch content and have something to do after which is engage with their creator uh engage uh, engage with find people to play a game with um have a live chat and watch real live content, but also watch short form if they don't have time and just want a quick hit on the on a car ride, a plane ride, a bus, whatever it may be during a break at work, at the gym. Um, keep people there as long as possible. Uh, hit different interests to keep them exploring because YouTube has really showed us that variety works. And so those that's another thing. And it's just like really create giving 
a business presence behind a dashboard. Now, you know, you go on Twitch right now, you look at views, you get your analytics, your data. Uh, that's great. Let's keep that. But let's also show you your SEO branding. Let's show you where you can improve your audience, where your audience is coming from. Let's set up an, an economy uh, feature where you can start hiring moderators and you can hire people within the 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 uh, platform to work on your channel and ha and collaborate. And really, the last part of that is streamlined networking. And what I mean by that is you talk about esports, right? Have an esports team or organization living on a platform to easily go over and vet a streamer right in the same platform, have a trigger point to contact them, make it easy. They can see all their stuff like a media kit. That's where our directories come in. And so it's it, it's tying these things together and it seems like a lot, but these are the things that's going to push it forward because it needs to be a lot because there's a lot to do and there's a lot to solve. And when you're talking about millions of dollars, there should be a lot to it. 100%. So it definitely sounds like there's a lot of really interesting stuff on the horizon. So really excited to see where that all goes. So kind of, kind of bring this towards the end. You know, what's advice do you have for anyone that's trying to work in the, the esports and gaming business? Uh, network. Uh, get uh, Lean a lot of time on Twitter, um, which most people do. But bridge it over to LinkedIn and have a professional profile up. Make sure your professional profile is your 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 first and last name along with your moniker. Right, I think that's a huge thing too. Is I just feel like brands get can get a little side eyeing things, or maybe like be a little uncomfortable with the brand name um, of a moniker of somebody. You just come across as professional as possible. Build networking connections. Understand that a no right now is not a no forever. So treat be respectfully. Bite your tongue on social media. I can't say this enough. The internet is undefeated. So right, it's not, not your friend. This is not your diary. No one wants to hear how you feel about the new patch or the new developer's decision. Mm -hmm. And you know, and you know what? If you are gonna say that stuff, keep it in such a like a great tone. Tone is everything, right? Like way. respectful. Like I love what you guys are doing, but here's a little feedback. A little feedback. My experience, and I think just that. Don't don't game anything. Don't game success, which don't use these view churning platforms, these 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 little social medias of follow for follow, supports for support. Do do the grindy work because the ROI is going to be worth it in the end. And honestly, if it's not, if your content needs to be better, you should want to learn that that it's not working instead of cheating it and getting in a position where now you have all these viewers, you're not able to monetize any of it. Make sure – go through the tough – this is such – streaming is one of the – in esports, sometimes are some of the few industries in our in our time where you don't need a resume to start. You can just jump right in. But it also comes with responsibility, and I think be there, be your own, be unique. Take elements you like from a different creator or a different esports player and implement it, but don't – there's too much carbon copy. Um, you can go to Twitch's front page and it just pretty much looks like the same thing from stream to stream. Esports players, you know, um, <laughs> honestly, network. I think that's the biggest thing for players and teams is just network. Take advantage of every opportunity you get. Build solid relationships, especially with small companies, and at least have contacts everywhere because you're going to need them someday because, hey, 
tomorrow the, the the guy with six followers on Twitter could all of a sudden be working for Riot Games and you just being one of those six initial followers and actually interacting with them all of a sudden now you know if you need something or you have an idea or you have an opportunity for Riot Games you have a contact there always think big picture so that's what I would say right I think that's amazing advice that you know treat everyone no matter who they are with you know the same respect as the CEO of a company because someone could become that position. You know, I've had that experience where I've watched, you know, people that have reached out to me for advice and a few years later, like they're now a coach of a team. And it was like, I was just a nice guy that was giving them a little, you know, this is what I've experienced. Here's a little direction that might help you. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, he was successful. And I think that there's a lot of understanding that, Everyone's voyage is going to be different and yeah. just kind of paying it forward usually works. Yeah, 100%. And lastly on that, learn SEO. Seriously, learn. you don't need to learn how to do it, but understand why it's important. These things I'm talking about, internet marketing, understand it and at least familiarize with yourself with it because something can present itself where you could utilize it and you don't want to miss out on that. It's a competitive advantage and a competitive edge that is just like – nothing else so learn it learn the things that you don't know i think that's the greatest thing always and you know one last i keep saying one last thing but always try to put yourself in a room where people are smarter with you and always try to learn leave ego out of as much as you can confidence is one thing ego is another thing 100 percent. you know try to learn something new every day and you know i think seo is definitely one of those useful things that will always have a benefit in any business I agree. <laughs> so what's kind of the future for everything, you know, for elite rank media and just kind of for the directories and you know, where are you going from here? Well, elite rank media has just kind of been my thing for the past decade. I have a, you know, uh, an array of clients that I've been fortunate to have for over five, six, seven years. So I'm pretty, pretty good and comfortable with that. Um, Gamactica for me is right now we're, 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 talking to investors or setting up conversations with investors. We have our pitch deck. We want to get funding to build the next elements of what we're doing. Um, a lot of our stuff, you know, our website's up, mobile app's up. A lot of features are in beta kind of, but it's, it's usable and you can go over and do it. But we want to really get funding so I can build a team that can excel at this and we can do things the right way, have conversations with the right people. So, Hopefully the next, if we're looking at this in 2023 at this time, I'm either announcing that we have been invested in or announcing that our investment is rolling forward and we're rolling out these elements and doing these things. So that's what I'm hoping and that's what I think the future will hold. Amazing. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Um, tell me where they can connect with you and learn more about what you're working on. Uh, I'm, I'm, Need to shut up on Twitter, but you can come follow <laughs> at Anthony tomorrow if you want to just hear me ramble. I do. I'm doing these threads now, and I just go off on tangents. So um, some people DM me, and they're like, "Wow, that was really good." So some people like it. You may be in that minority or majority, whatever you see it. But come on over at Anthony tomorrow on Twitter. You can go over gamactica.com. It's probably the best place, and also on LinkedIn, Anthony tomorrow. So um, yeah, that's pretty much. It's pretty much the spiel. Amazing. William. Thank you so much for joining I us. I appreciate and, you having me. And everyone for tuning in. And make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J-E-S-Q. Check Apple Podcasts for all the past episodes.